Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode on the Thinking Through Podcast. Podcast that states there is no truth until you decide what truth is, and we're here to help you think it through. Today's episode, I want to break down my analysis of President Joe Biden's first joint session of Congress. Typically, the first joint session is not called a state of the union and after seeing last night's joint session i definitely think it was apropos just to call it a quote-unquote joint session before i break down what he got wrong i'm gonna be impartial and i'm gonna tell you what he got right Due to the atmosphere of social justice and the officer-involved shootings that we've had thus far under his administration, which is only, is today is his 100th day officially having been in office. We had uh, Dante Wright We've had uh, just I can't even think of them because I'm I'm just I'm torn as to what's going on. But it seems like every week because here in Cleveland, and I'll tell you why I can't even think about the national stuff is because here in Cleveland, we've had four, we've had four uh, officer-involved shootings. They have not made the headlines, but I live in Cleveland, and every day there's something else is either a police chase uh the police then accidentally shot somebody or there was a confrontation it's it's just a lot but there's been five um headlines of officer involved shootings that did make the national press with dante wright uh being one of them we had the uh michaela Bryant situation. We had uh, just another brother named uh, Andrew Brown, I think, down in North Carolina. Like it's it's a lot, and it is taking a toll on the country because we have a certain sector of people that think it's no matter what you comply with the police, and I'm inclined to agree to a certain extent. As an African American mother who is raising an African-American child who is a, who's a little boy. This is a very tedious time. And my thing is this, I saw a wonderful meme and what it said is if there's one bad cop on a force, but yet another hundred good cops and those good cops don't turn in the one bad cop, then you have 101 bad cops. And I I believe that. So having watched last night's joint session, the only thing Sniff and Snort got right was the George Floyd uh, act that they want to put together. And in that act, it states, let me pull it up here for you. What that states is, 
Um, pull it up, pull it up, pull it up. Here's here it is. You see, uh, banning chokeholds. It would ban no-knock warrants. It would create a duty to intervene, create a public registry, and end qualified immunity. That is very crucial. The ending of qualified immunity is what I'm most interested in because to me, to me, as a taxpaying citizen, there's no way that one, an officer should be shooting an unarmed citizen that is posing no threat to them. And two, when, when we do see these interactions with the police, they shouldn't be able to just run to the next jurisdiction if they get fired. If you, like Tamir Rice, that, that, that officer that was involved in killing poor Tamir Rice, who was 12. My son is 10. So I'm very sensitive about that topic due to the proximity in which I live to where that shooting occurred. Having said that, the man that killed Tamir Rice... That officer is now suing on behalf. His police union is suing for him to have the option to have his job back. You killed a innocent young boy. He was not an adult. He was a child who posed no threat to you. There's no way that you should be able to hide behind the police union when you've done wrong and still collect a pension for it. I'm inclined to believe that officers who are involved in these types of situations, we need to start making them have insurance on themselves because after a while, if you keep on suing the insurance for the policy, the officers are going to get it. I can't be out here acting old any old kind of way. Brown person gets shot by the police, oh, they should comply. Not black person shoots the police, ram a car into the police. These are things that have actually happened. They arrested without no incident. That's BS and that cannot happen. We do need to end qualified immunity. And that is on on the uh, deadline for Sniff and Snort. Sniff and Snort said he would like to sign this bill into law by May 25th, which would be the one-year anniversary of George Floyd. So cowardly taken away from this world. Porn star or not, counterfeit money or not, he didn't deserve to die in the manner in which he did and the fact that he died with a knee on his neck. You can make up all the assumptions as to how he died and oh he had drugs in the system oh he had a contributing factor to him dying is the fact that a 245 pound man had their knee on his neck and three other officers with their knee on his back so it 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 it, is time to ban the chokeholds to stop qualified immunity to ban no knock warrants 
The Constitution is very simple. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. And that goes for cops as well. Are all cops bad? I would never tell you that. No, because I have members of my family that is a part of law enforcement. So I would never tell you to be 100% against the police. No. But what we do need to uh, do is we need to corral the rogue cops and we need to put them on notice. Starting with Derek Chauvin. He's not the first and he's not the last to act an ass on camera taking the life of another human being. But what we need to say as a country, you can't do that. Because you make the whole entire city of which you are representing and the the precinct that you're a part of, you make them look bad. Don't hide behind your other officers of the Blue Shield, those that are doing their jobs and have never had an incident with the public. You make them look bad. Don't go cower behind them. You killed someone. And that has to be rectified. That was the only thing that he got right. Now, having said that, what immediately turned me off, because I'm going to be honest with you, I said I want to be impartial because I am an independent voter. So I can look at the Democrats and I can praise you when you're right. And I can criticize you and call you to the carpet when you're wrong. Same thing for the Republicans. I don't give two shits about them because I've never been a Republican in my life. But as of late, they've been trying to put some things together to to show America that they they their intentions are finally where they need to be after 60 years of backwards progress you know the pendulum swings from left to right and we're at a time where the pendulum is swinging too far to the left and it's time to come back to center and some republicans are doing their very best efforts to do just that if you allow them to have a chance so what i saw in the time that i watched live is it was disheartening for the first time in my 31 years of living I saw an empty a damn near virtually empty chamber how do you extend a courtesy to the president of the United States to come and hold a joint session I didn't see the Supreme Court judges. I didn't see the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I didn't see distinguished personnel. They they had on masks and only a few people were sitting on the house floor. Some were sitting up in the rafters. The optics of unity is what you see in a state of the union. When you see a president's joint session, which is a state of the union, you see unity. You see your representatives and senators coming together to hear the vision and the progress of said presidents. You're supposed to see it. Now, we know that they 
Some of them aren't worth the name, worth the paper that their names are written on. But nonetheless, they have been duly elected. They have a duty to represent you. Some people decided not to even show up. Same thing with Maxine Waters and a few Democrats in the past administration under Trump. He said, oh, we're not going to see him. We're not going to go. But what that says is that you're turning your back on your president. Same thing with the Republicans this time around. A majority of them didn't even come. I, like I said, I am an independent, so I calls out the, the BS as I see it. That's bullshit. How you not come and, sh- and come in good faith to hear what your president has to say? At the end of the day, no matter how deep the rabbit hole gets, at the end of the day, he is spoke Joe Biden, Joseph Biden Jr., It's supposed to be the face of the United States. No matter who voted for him and who didn't, because I surely didn't. But nonetheless, he is holding down the office of the president. At the end of the day, even if for one day out the year that I, because you know, I don't watch mainstream TV. I I don't watch the mainstream news. I get my highlights and I keep it pushing. And I go to alternative news sources and I go to commentators who have a little bit of integrity and I come together and I figure I take what's what I need and I leave the rest. But for one day out the year, I will tell you that I do participate and I do watch whatever a president has to say. This time around, I, I, I just wasn't feeling it. Just off the optics alone, seeing that this man who who ran on let's build back better and I'm going to heal the soul of this nation because this campaign is about capturing the soul of America. We ain't got no we 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 ain't got no soul. There's definitely not no healing going on and there's definitely not no camaraderie camaraderie and there's definitely not no coming together. There is no unity in the United States of America as of today. So whatever he was trying to preach, it fell on deaf ears. It did. He said that this was the fastest growing economy of any president in 40 years. Use a lie. Use a lie. Because right here in Ohio, there's 387 jobs 387,000 jobs at risk of being outsourced to Mexico. How is that helping anyone? How could you possibly sit over here and say that this is the fastest growing economy and we're America's on the move again? How? How when you got people that are sitting on unemployment? How when you're sitting over here and you've ruined, you've helped ruin and decimate Small businesses, small businesses and private businesses are the businesses that keep America moving. And you put a halt to it along with the International uh, Monetary Fund and the World Bank. This is according to the World Economic Forum that said that we are in the midst of a great reset. How 
how when you how could you possibly sit over here and say that the economy is moving and people are still waiting on stimulus checks from last year? How? How could you possibly sit over there and tell that bold-faced lie to suckers who who are going to gobble that up and, oh, he's doing a great job. No, the hell he ain't. No, he's not. You got people over here that are working two and three jobs. That's not creating jobs. See what presidents do, whether they're Republican or Democrat. And I'm telling you because I've taken an economics course. What they do is... They're looking at the number of total jobs worked. So if you look at the number of total jobs worked, you could make a case that yes, people are working. But the number of people who have had to take on extra part-time work is where the numbers are coming from. Typically, when you say that you're having a robust economy and you're on a bounce back, we're talking about full-time jobs that number is not what joe biden told everyone there's no way that you should have to work two and three jobs at minimum wage to pull yourself up by the bootstrap now you can sit over here and say well that's your fault the way you live your life is the way you live your right uh, live your life and you would be correct but the problem here is that government and big business has stepped in the way. See what you have when you when 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 the polarity shifts from left to right, Republicans don't believe in big government. They believe in deregulation across the board. And I'm not saying whether that's a good or bad thing, but they believe in deregulation and they believe in the They believe in capitalism going towards businesses, including small businesses. They believe in the private sector. Republicans are about the individual. Democrats and democratic socialism, they believe that government is the answer. The bigger the government, the more regulations. So we quote unquote make it fair. But they believe in a trickle down economy. That is not going to work. It's not going to work. And this is what's causing a stifling of the American economy. We've moved away from a mercantile and industrial economy. And we're moving into the fourth revolution, which is big technology and big pharmaceuticals. Whereas if you have the STEM, you know, you know, your kids have science, technology, economics, and mathematics. That is what's popular right now. Where they they are going where where we're in an economy where the push and the money and allocation of resources are benefiting big tech. The robotics and the automation of our economy. But what that does is without proper representation, and I'm talking about at the community level all the way up to the national level, what that does when you only give money to big tech but you don't follow up with allocating money and resources towards education and the the retooling or retraining of your mercantile and industrial workers to catch up 
to the technology that is here at hand currently. When you don't do that, you're going to this this society. In the next three to five years, you're going to see if if Joe Biden still stays president, you're going to see a whole sector of industrial and mercantile factory workers get left behind because no one in government is saying, hey, we need to redistribute the money so that we can continue to compete. This would solve a lot of problems because if you look at China, China is socialized. So that means that their government has already told them you either working, working within the government or the military and you will be taken care of. Whereas we have to, you know, if you working for their, their quote unquote, uncle Sam, you'll be taken care of. But the, the inspiration of entrepreneurship in said countries is almost minimal. It's an oligarchy. That's the same thing that is happening right now because we're not taken care of by way of education, making amends for people to have a way to get to the middle class. We are undercutting that because now you're going to have a whole sector of our population Whereas you either have to have a business or you have to go to college and you have to be, you have to be in a, in a field that can get you to the middle cat middle class because it's collapsing. There are right now because of the scamdemic, there is no cushion for the hospitality and retail community. I'm talking about like working at a Walmart and all that stuff because most of these companies are online. I know that I shop with Amazon. I need to stop doing that. But a sector, a large sector of our population work in the service field. They work in they work in uh, retail and hospitality. Well, as we just saw with the scandemic, a lot of those jobs were put on hold. How do I know this? My mom, my mom works at a restaurant. My mother almost wasn't able to to hold on to that part-time job due to the fact that couldn't nobody come out and shop. They're not coming to to go to to the stores anymore the way that they were just a year ago. So for President Biden to get back on track, For him to sit over here and say that, oh, we're on the move again, how? You got a lot of people that are scamming Uncle Sam because they put a lot of resources out there, true enough. But this is a continuation from the last administration. They put a lot of resources, financial resources out there, but it became so convoluted and complicated that most of the people that have benefited from it are the big companies themselves. Whereas the money that that has been put aside for this scamdemic, whether it's the PP loan, a PPP loan, or it is the uh, EIDL loans that was uh, put forth by the Small Business Administration, that has that has become so watered down and convoluted that it's just a regular loan. Are they are these loans forgivable? Yes, but the way that you have to apply and the restrictions on it. 
it's a typical loan. Whereas this was designed specifically for emergency. We are in a state of economic emergency as it pertains to small business and entrepreneurs. Everybody that does not reside on Wall Street, we still struggling. So now you have now you have to you have to go back and wrangle the people who have mismanaged their money due to fraud, filing fraudulent claims. And in hopes that these people will be honest, because a lot of people might be going to jail soon once Uncle Sam catches up with you. The whole rollout of the whole monies that have been allocated due to this scamdemic is not up to par. Period. So in terms of the economy, he sniff and snort got that wrong. Two that I want to move to is this C-19 uh, inoculation crap. I shared with you on this program last year around October and I broke down to you and I told you that they had switched the definition for herd immunity. Typically, before C-19 and this scam of a virus, typically a herd immunity, what it meant was, is that there could be a virus or a pandemic and what would happen is your natural innate immune system kicks in. This is without the use of Big Pharma. Your natural immune system kicks in and say, ah, there's a problem here. Let me go ahead and let me take care of it naturally. And if enough of us do the same by us being in our own environment, this will subside. Now, whatever you do to treat yourself, that's on you. Typically, you could get over-the-counter medicines and stuff like that. Typically, you can make your own herbs and teas and be fine. But now that the herd immunity has been switched to CDC and the National Institute of Health and the World Health Organization, they've come out and said, no, herd immunity is through immunization. That's bullshit. So what they're saying is that in order for you to be protected from whatever this quote-unquote virus is, you have to be inoculated against it. Not telling you that they don't even know the side effects of what they're giving you because this is a clinical phase three trial that America is in enduring right now. People are not getting a proper informed consent. People are being pigeonholed into, oh, did you get your shot? They, I went today, and this is no lie, I'm telling you a personal story. I went with my mom because my mom is at the retirement age. My mother has kept a job as long as I've been living. And she's been in the same occupation or field for as long as I've been living. And her job has caused a lot of wear and tear on her body. So I told my mom, you know, I'm going with you to the hospital, whether you like it or not, for your checkup. No matter what you do, I'm going to be there. So you might as well not even argue with me about it because I'm going to be there. 
Uh, I say this to all of you listening. If you have an older parent and they're at retirement age or better, go with them to the hospital so that you understand what is being asked, what is being said, and what it is that your, your parent is going through. Why? Because your parents can go and be, due to the times that we're in now, your doctor, like my mom's doctor, can slip in. Oh, do you want to get your, do you want to get your C19 vax? No. You know, you could just schedule it. It's really, it's really simple. No. No. So because of my mother, my mother's age, quite naturally, due to the way she's lived, it's declining slightly. But because my mother is a very active person, it's not as bad as some other people could be um, given their her age and her occupation. My mother is still a trooper. My mother is still going to get up and work every day uh, until she uh, decides that she wants to retire. But just know that this is the time where we need to be watching our parents and our retirees because they're vulnerable. They're very vulnerable in this time because a lot of people, like my mom, my mother is very capable of taking care of herself, but my mother is not that savvy as it as it pertains to research and things like that. And my mother, my mother is a very kind-hearted person. My mother is very firm, but my mother has a very open heart. And so she will listen to the doctors if, 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 if I wasn't there. So I'm glad I was there because I'm like, nope, you're not going to get my mom with that shot. So just just be aware. Also, because of the fact that we are in the midst of this pandemic, the way the medical he- uh, health industry is moving, is moving full steam ahead. Whereas from here on out, you're going to be seeing a rollout of new vaccines. Period. Period. I'm not going to sit over here and tell you that you shouldn't take a vaccine if you're someone who's already done it or if that's your belief. I'm not trying to persuade you either way. I'm just telling you to be mindful of the the, the games that are being played with the medical industry and along with Big Pharma because the name of the game is inoculation. When they switched that herd immunity uh, definition, that was to let you know that from here on out, no matter what's going on, the answer, according to Big Pharma, is to inoculate you. So if you're going to get their inoculation or immunization, you don't know necessarily what's in their inoculation or their cocktail that they're giving you. And because the nanotech, uh, the nanotechnology is rampant these days with the disclosure of what it is and how it works, not just in robotics, but for health. Everybody thinks that we're going to get a chip. And I did too. I thought last year that that's what they wanted to do. No. Now they have a gel. A little lubricant gel that you can roll on like lotion. And because of the cocktail that it is and the nanoparticulates that are in it, they don't need to inject you. 
And you're going to say, well, how could they have possibly done this? Well, over the last 40 years, they've been spraying stuff in the sky. They've been tampering with your food. And you know, everything that goes around comes around. And if it goes up, it must come down. So they've been playing with your water, your soil, and your air. So you don't know what these people are truly capable of. Just saw a report a couple of weeks ago out in Los uh, Los Angeles that the Pentagon said they have a little soft disclosure that, you know, how microchips work. So all of these things are coming to a head and we we're watching the the total halt in reverse of what society is supposed to be about. When Joe Biden said, he looked into the camera, he looked dead into the camera and said, get the vaccine because help is, help is here. No, it's not. I shared with y'all time and time again. The second man who is uh, Vice President uh, Kamala's husband, he, he works as counsel for a pharmaceutical company. You think that he's not being used as a liaison to make sure that these people are getting inoculated? You don't think that your government is getting a kickback? If you don't know nothing about revolving doors in D.C., you need to know about that. You can go to a, a, a website right now called opensecrets.gov. I mean, not gov, .org. And you can see uh, who the players are and where the money comes from on, on just a variety of topics. Understand that the name of the game is to track you. It is to track you. It is to collapse the economy. It is to rewrite medical history. And it is to reset the the position of government as we see it. It's never been about your democracy. It has always been about your republic. America is the only country on the planet or the only nation on the planet that has a constitutional republic. And at every turn, this president and his cohort in Kamala is doing everything that they can to repeal and replace your constitution. This man has six executive orders that are tailored and designed to roll back your second amendment right you see how he 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 is slow walking that george floyd uh bill but yet when his first day in office he was using executive privilege to sign in over 50 pieces of law within his first month but you mean to tell me you can't go get the pen right now to enact that uh executive order you see that that that's a conundrum. It's a conundrum. You have to really pay attention right now to the people that are trying to represent you because the majority of the group that's there now, they're not interested. They're not interested in doing what's right. Another thing that I I saw in watching the joint session was 
Nancy herself. And I, I was brought back to reality by another podcast that I like, which is called The Convo Couch, as in Conversation Couch. The Convo Couch. And they brought up a very good sentiment. And and they put it so eloquently, but I'm going to share it here with you. And they said that, you know, for once, <laughs> Nancy is being challenged. I agree that the agenda of 2022 and the election cycle after that is getting rid of Nancy. I am a proud independent. And I could, if I was an elected official, I could tell you that I don't have a problem with working with Democrats or Republicans. But as it has pertained to certain Hear me clearly. Certain pieces of legislation, the progressive camp have gotten some things right. Some things I can agree on. Medicare for all, we should. When you look at other countries, other major countries, we're the only country in the world that does not provide adequate health care to its populace that's a problem when it comes to minimum wage and I've harped on this before I am in support of minimum wage being $15 an hour if we get a hold of the inflationary rate because the dollar is only worth between 2 and 4% of its original value that's a problem and if we this is why I said before we're in the midst of moving from an industrial economy to the fourth one which is automation and big tech the only way we're going to compete and make our dollar relevant again is that you have to get people back to work but you have to get them back to work in the fields that are competitive. But if you're not spending money on education and incentivizing American-based companies who specialize in big tech, we are not going to see a dominant America 10 years from now. You are not. China has always, they have stated this, for the last three years, they were they are in on the precipice of taking over the world's GDP, usurping America from its number one spot by 2027. It was supposed to be 2024. And if we do not get this right by the next election, next presidential cycle, You won't have a dominant America because we are not teaching the workforce how to compete in the industries that are competitive at this moment. Agriculture and farming is no longer competitive no more. This isn't the 1800s no more. You have to stay in tune with the times. And America is failing at that. Failing. So you have to, you, we have to take ownership of the people that are trying to represent us. 
This is why I support the candidate that I support. Because we have to be able to compete. Because if we compete, now you are making our dollar relevant again. This is why I believe in education. I believe in education as a means to gain a skill, but as it pertains to us competing as a nation, you have to have literate motherfuckers that's in these positions. If you go out and get a job today, are you qualified to have that job? Do we even have the resources that are necessary to compete? If Congress isn't enacting bills and passing out money to be allocated efficiently, we are not going to be in a dominant position. And with this president, we are not in a dominant position of leadership. This man sat on a Zoom meeting with the world's top influential leaders, including Putin. And guess who was center stage? Putin. Guess who was the only dummy to sit there on the on the on the Zoom with his mask on, looking like a complete and utter dummy? Joe Biden. This is the president of the United States. And he's sitting there like a doofus to the whole world. And he don't, he don't think that it's a problem, that that's a problem. The world knows we're weak. We are seeing that. Look at the military. The military, America's military is once again being the bully of the world. All these other countries, I don't know if y'all know, and I'm a, I probably mentioned this acronym probably once or twice, but it's called BRICS. It's called B-R-I-C-S, and it stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. These countries a decade ago came together because they wanted to replace the United States dollar as the world's currency. When I broke down on this podcast, the the manner in which our dollar has shrank and why it has shrank, I mentioned this acronym, BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. And what that coalition was supposed to do, where they are already doing it, they're moving products and goods and services around the world on an international scale. I'm not talking about small business. I'm talking about big business. But their resources, like precious resources and metals and stuff like that, they are purchasing it in other denominations that are not American dollars. When you look back at the 50 years ago, when America was known as the petrodollar, during the late 60s and 70s, which is where the word petrodollar comes from, under Nixon, when we were taking off the gold standard. All of this goes together because the chickens are coming home to roost economically. This president has went ahead on his first day in office 100 days ago, and he started firing off missiles in Syria. Now, just a couple of days ago, the United States Navy is firing warning shots to Iran. 
The only way America knows how to make money is through the advent of war. We are still a wartime economy. No president since World War I, which I want to say is Woodrow Wilson, America act like she can't figure out how to stabilize and mobilize an economy without causing conflict in in the terms of war. That's a problem. And I promise you, and I and I'm pro-American. I am I consider myself a patriot. But I gotta keep it real with you. When the chickens come home to roost, as they are, when we get a taste of our own medicine, it's not gonna be pretty. Because a lot of people are in La La Land following behind this the Democratic Party in particular and when they find out what's really going on it's going to be a shit show because this president is allowing America to be be put in harm's way both economically both militarily and educational wise he's putting America in harm's way And the longer honest people don't say anything, it's going to continue to pursue. The longer we support candidates, even at the local level, because I, I, I promise y'all I'm a candidate, or not a candidate, a proponent of community leadership and coming together at the community level. I promise you, If we don't get involved and petition local government to have our backs and to make sure that they are carrying out the will of we the people, you're not going to get America back. And what she's going to become is a indebted, weakened, and immoral country. One without rights. One with a dejected and rejected constitution. These are the things that we have to get right. And the things that we ultimately have to think through. And on that note, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here with me and continuing to follow the podcast. If you want to get in contact with me and you would like to reach out to me to strategize, mobilize, and consult with you on, uh, on a political note, reach out to me and text me. Text Think It Through to 440-782-0226. Once again, 440-782-0226. Or you can go to thinkitthroughpodcast.com to have a list of where this podcast has been distributed to. I love you guys. Keep fighting a good fight, and I'll talk to y'all soon.